If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Act with Momo Pay and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply. MTN. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The, new, the news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi, affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Freed Nandom, Sky FM Sunyani, Bishara Radio Tamale, Ganga FM Jirapa, KTU Radio Kofodia, Jubilee Radio Keta, Sun City Radio Keta, Saboba FM Saboba, and A1 Radio Bolgatanga. We are live on X Spaces, Facebook live stream, and my Joy Online interactive app. The midday news is Sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. And Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Coming up, special prosecutor unearths suspicious transactions in bank accounts belonging to Cecilia Dapa as he discovers the former sanitation minister's accounts continue to receive funds from her dead brother's account. We've got exclusive details of the special prosecutor's latest efforts to freeze suspected tainted properties of Cecilia Dapa, revealing the former minister was making millions through companies belonging to her but registered with aliases. We've got more. As the OSP insists, Madame Cecilia Dapa has not been able to prove the source of millions in her accounts which far exceed what is paid to public officers as certain allowances despite claims by the minister you want to stay for those. Also, Donapia Mensa Namwan pleads not guilty to 39 charges in his first appearance at the High Court after his case was reopened by the Attorney General. Also in this package, Chairperson of the Electoral Commission, Jean Mensa, chides Parliament for contributing to the current chaos by its failure to let the Commission's proposed CI pass. It is important to note this will not be the only registration exercise before the 2024 election. We plan to institute continuous registration in all our district offices nationwide for a considerable length of time. 
We've got details. Plus, speak live to one of the NDC MPs heavily opposed to the EC's proposed CI. We'll also take you to the Ashanti region where 25 persons identified as non-Ghanaians and minors have been apprehended in the ongoing limited voters registration exercise and in sports. George Efree tends to cast after his disqualification appeal was rejected by the FA's appeals committee. We have the details in 20 minutes. And from adversity to triumph, an agribusiness refuses to succumb to the unprecedented challenges of COVID-19. The decision wasn't what happens is it means every now and then you need to bring people back to train and a whole lot. But I didn't lose them because they realized that I was there for them. That's coming up in today's edition of our Stories of Hope. Thank you for choosing us. This is Joy News, independent, fearless and credible. We've got details in a moment. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm Bernice Abubeidulansa. The details now. This afternoon, fresh damning allegations by the special prosecutor against former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa as the OSP goes on the offensive in the latest attempt to confirm the seizure of suspected tainted properties belonging to her. Now, you may recall the OSP seized millions of cash from the former minister and ordered the freezing of some bank accounts which had transactions of over 40 million CDs in total. Well, an Accra High Court refused to confirm the seizures and freezing order and directed the OSP to return the amounts to Cecilia Dapa. The special prosecutor complied but is back in court seeking to get the seizure confirmed. Documents filed in court by the OSP reveal the former minister allegedly has millions of CDs which the OSP says she could not prove its source, including fresh allegations that an account belonging to her dead brother is still sending money to her account. Kwekwa Santi of our Legal Affairs Desk joins me in studios. We learn more of this latest effort by the Special Prosecutor. Kweku, first, tell us about this rather alarming claim that Madame Cecilia Dapa's dead brother's account mm. is still sending or making transactions transactions to her account. Yes, Bernice, analysis of the statements in Cecilia Dapa's bank account with a top Ghanaian bank revealed a highly suspicious transaction involving the name of Cecilia Dapa's deceased brother, Nanakwesi Esan. They said Nanakwesi Esan died in January 2022 and there is no record domiciled at the financial institutions of probate or letters that grants this personal sending of money. Strangely, there are active transfers from the deceased person's bank account to that of Cecilia Dapa's bank account in Ghana. They provide a bank account and the number. In fact, as recently as 19 September 2022 and 23rd May 2023, amounts of 10,450 cities and 11,280,000 ,000 cities respectively were transferred supposedly by the deceased brother to Cecilia Dapa. Interesting. Now, the, the special prosecutor also makes another allegation about Madame Cecilia Dapa having certain businesses making her all these monies, but not registered in her name. Clarify that. Yes, part. this is a bit lengthy, so bear with me on that. If you look at the document filed by uh, the OSP, it says that Cecilia Dapa had claimed that she owned an undisclosed and unidentifiable part of the sum of 2,862,000 Ghana City retrieved from her residence. She claimed that some of the money was received as certain allowances and revenue from her cosmetic business, which she registered under the name Demacare Cosmetic. 
However, OSP's investigation reveals that the first respondent, that is Cecilia Dapa, is not the registered legal owner of the said business. The official records at the Registrar General indicates that the proprietor of Demarcare Cosmetics is one Marian Iwa. The OSP further investigates and reveals the existence of another business entity with the name Demarcare Enterprise, registered with the postal address of Cecilia Dapa. However, the legal ownership vests in one Victoria Doik and not Cecilia Dapa. The OSP says it's investigating the actual beneficial owner of these businesses. Cecilia Dapa claimed, in part, the discovered cash in cities discovered by the OSP in a residence was proceeds from the sale of a Democratic cosmetic company in 2003, which he kept in a house. This heightened the suspicion of the OSP officers since the discovered city currency notes are new city denominations introduced in July 2007 that were not in existence in 2003. So if you sold the business in 2003 and you kept the money in your residence, why is the currency registered 2007? Those are some of the questions the OSP asked. Mm, and what about the suspicious transactions uh, of the former minister where she's alleged to have sold properties in another name but signs of using her regular signature? Yes, Cecilia Dapas sold a flat snit at Boteman Estate, number BTOD, proceeds with the number, under the name Nanaya Ode. Indeed, Cecilia Dapa appended her own signature on all relevant correspondence with the buyer under the name Nanaya Ode. Concerning the payment due, Cecilia Dapa, through her agent, gave the buyer her bank account number. It was only at the point of payment at the bank that the agent of Cecilia Dapa revealed to the buyer the true identity of Nanaya Ode was actually Cecilia Dapa, into whose account the payment were made. A copy of the investigation have all been attached to the exhibit. There's also the transfer of an amount of 144,000 900 cities into Cecilia Dapa's CD account in one of the top Ghanaian banks. The bank account is provided, provided as payment order IFO State Boteman Sales. And so Cecilia Dapa uses aliases to sell properties but signs her regular signatures on those. And that's the allegation of the OSP. But do we know uh, if the OSP was able to get any evidence with regards to the $800,000 that Madame Cecilia Dapa said belonged to her deceased brother? Yes, Cecilia Dapa had said that 800000 of that amount belonged to the, the dead brother. But according to uh, the OSP, the investigation cautioned statement of given by Madame Cecilia Dapa that the 800000 belonged um, to Nana Akwesi's son, that is the deceased brother. The special prosecutor voluntarily gave Madame Cecilia Dapa an opportunity to make a statement, which she did, and confirmed that $590,000, which was concealed in her residence, discovered by the OSP, was part of a larger $1 million US dollars by Cecilia Dapa and the husband. But this case, in terms of the respondents' answers to the OSP, suggests that the amount of money may be less than what is actually what the Cecilia Dapa and the husband actually reported to the police. This OSP goes on to make the point that it appears the amount of money were way more in terms of the mm. amount that were seized and the ones that is led apart claims to have been stolen. So the OSP says it's continue with that investigation. Mm. And finally, Kweku, Madame Cecilia Dapa had initially uh, denied responsibility for any presence of cash in her residence. Tell us about that and tell us when this case, fresh case by the OSP, will now be heard. So according to the OSP, if you look at the, the filing that have been made in court, there are no financial records and traces of the origin of the money reportedly stolen from the residence of Madame Cecilia Dapa. And in fact, there is no evidence that the money 
has been derived from any legitimate business vocation and no evidence of the said amount having been made legitimately. In fact, it says the first respondent feigned having no knowledge of the amount of money in a house until they were seized, many of them in brown envelopes. And this letter part at the time had said that there was no amount of money in the house. And so when that amount of money was found, this letter part actually feigned surprise, saying that she did not know that this amount of money were in the house. Thank you, Kwekwa Sante. That's Kwekwa Sante. He is a member of our Legal Affairs Desk. And if you just joined us on the Midday News, the special prosecutor has unearthed suspicious transactions in bank accounts belonging to Madame Cecilia Dapa. As the office discovers, the former sanitation minister's accounts continue to receive funds from her dead brother's account. So we were just giving you details of um, a fresh document filed in court by the OSP, revealing also that the former minister allegedly has millions of CDs she could not prove the source of you want to stay with us here on draw news for more on this but we stay in on, on legal issues and chief executive officer of the defunct gold dealership firm nana pia mensa popularly called nam one has pleaded not guilty to all 39 counts including money laundering defrauding by false pretenses and carrying out deposit taking without a requisite license he made the plea in his first appearance at the high court after the case witnessed several adjournments until fresh charges were filed on august 30 2023 by the attorney General Richard Kojanyaku is in court for us and brings us details of what transpired. Richard, what happened in court? Well, Dennis, Namwan was present in court as well as his lawyer, Kwame Akufu. The Deputy Attorney General led the prosecution supported by the Director of Public Prosecution and four others. Namwan was seated throughout because we were told he had some health conditions. So all the 39 counts of various offenses ranging from uh, defrauding by false pretenses to taking deposits without the requisite licenses were read to him. And one after the other, Benis, he pleaded not guilty to all the counts. In fact, his lawyer made an argument why his client should be given bail and made an argument as far as the deficit in the prosecution's argument was concerned. And so that was what really transpired in court. And has the court ruled on that bail application yet, Richard? Well, so Benis, before the court even ruled on the bail application, Namwan's lawyer says that Namwan, who is the same as the first, second, and third accused, has been on bail for more than three years. And in all these three years, the accused has respected the bail conditions. He says, uh, despite the poor health of the accused person, he's attended court religiously and uh, vigorously each time his attention uh, was uh, needed by the court. And he says, for instance, that when the prosecution says there was a change of name to circumvent the Bank of Ghana, it's it's false point because... Um, that it was the Bank of Ghana which advised the company to change its name from Men's Bank with a K to Men's Bank with a C. And he is unable to prove uh, what he is saying. He's urging the court to punish them. He also states that, for instance, that in meetings with the Bank of Ghana, it was the Bank of Ghana that recommended that a third accused uh, company be set up in order to ensure that the gold marketing business was kept distinct from other businesses. And so the court has um, given its ruling as far as the bail application is concerned. And after the initial bail granted by the court, the prosecution and the defense counsel approached the bench, and the prosecution is said to have made additional factual conditions that made the judge vary the bail condition. And so now the bail condition is 500 million Ghana cities with no justification, for sureties to be justified, and, and one is to report to the CID headquarters 
every Thursday. And so the case has been adjourned to the 27th of October 2023. Richard Kojonyako, they're bringing us details from the court. You're listening to the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM with me, Bernice Abubeidulansa. The Electoral Commission EC Chairperson Jean Mensah says her outfit's decision to increase registration outlets in Tamale demonstrates their commitment to ensuring all eligible voters are captured on the national roll. The EC has come under intense criticism over its refusal to decentralize the registration process from its district offices. In particular, the Tamale Metro office of the EC had been backed with 40 kits long queues, culminating in a very slow process. But addressing journalist Madame Jean Mensa explained that following discussions with the Tamale North MP Haruna Idrisu, the commission increased registration centers in Tamale and will continue to do so in other places when the need arises. We immediately increased the number of registration stations from two to three, and in some cases, four. Forty kits were also swiftly replaced with spares that were available in the region. And so, for instance, in the Tamale Metro office, we experienced issues with the kits sent there, resulting in a registration figure of four voters only on day one. We quickly stepped in and replaced the 40 kits and the registration is going on there seamlessly. We have increased their registration stations from two to four. I share these examples to demonstrate that as a commission, we are on the ground and working around the clock to ensure that every eligible voter who is desirous to register as a voter does so with ease. Well, speaking about the EC's proposed CI, the Commission says Parliament is partly to blame for the Commission's struggle to decentralize the registration process as the failure of the House to pass its new CI has left the Commission in a very difficult place. As you are all aware, the Commission prepared a draft CI for continuous registration in all district offices nationwide. This initiative started last year and the registration we were envisaging under the draft CI was for a sustained long-term basis. Indeed, had the CI passed, we would have had some six months this month, this year, to register voters at any time of their choice. Our 2023 budget and work plan were prepared along those lines. Our 2023 work plan and budget was based on a continuous registration of voters in our district offices nationwide. You had the EC chairperson, Madame Jean Mensah. We were hoping to speak to MP and uh, member of the Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee, Roxanne Nelson Dafiamepo, but we are yet to uh, reach him. We will uh, bring you that interview if it's possible. But in the Ashanti region, 25 persons identified as non ghanaians and minors have been apprehended at the Swami municipality in the attempt to register in the ongoing limited voters registration exercise. Nana Boachi Yadom, who's been monitoring the development, joins us on the line with details. Tell us how these corporates were found, Nana Boachi. Um, so, Bernard, the EC officials here at the Swami municipality engaged these 25 persons. They interrogated them when they came in for the limited voter registration exercise. But upon further interrogation by EC officials, they were able to determine that these 25 persons, some among them are non ghanaians and others are minors. And as a son, they have been apprehended and they are sent to the police station for further interrogation. And uh, what has the police been saying uh, about how this is going to pan out? Well, the police says that at the moment, 
everything on the law up until they are able to investigate the matter. But as it stands, they are still with them, they are at the police station, and they are still interrogating them. Um, up until their interrogation is over, they would not want to have any engagement on the matter. That's Nana Boache Yadom joining us from the Ashanti region. Let's go to the Upper East region where uh, the limited voters registration exercise is yet to begin in Boku Central due to unresolved issues between the New Patriotic Party and the National Democratic Congress. The tense situation has led to the EC suspending the exercise for the safety of its officers. Upper East Regional Director of the EC, William Obing Dakwa, joins us via phone for details. Good afternoon to you and thank you uh, for joining us. But may we know how long you've had to suspend uh, this exercise and what the exact issues are uh good afternoon and thank you very much for the opportunity uh i will say uh, for how long we're going to suspend it doesn't rest with the, the regional directorate here i am waiting for my superiors for advice on the issue uh, for security reasons i wouldn't i'm unable to uh, narrate the details of what triggered the whole issue but i will say in simple terms that uh, on point of service we had little uh, misunderstanding among the active political players and therefore in the name of peace we, we, we thought it was unsafe for our personnel and equipment uh, to be exposed therefore we had to put mr ben what exactly caused the misunderstanding that's what i'm saying for security reasons i'm unable to give the details but what is heartwarming is that we've gone past that and yesterday we all engaged uh, political actors on the ground and hopefully we're waiting for advice from our superiors in accra so anytime we get the signal we, we, we will reactivate uh, the centers for the continuation do i get the sense that for you who is on the ground everything appears to be uh, good enough for the for the process to continue. You just need a superior's confirmation of that. Exactly. In terms right. of personnel and materials, nothing is missing. We are just uh, asked to the uh, uh, little uh, hiccup that we experience. We need to seek advice from our superiors. Everything is fine. We are ready. We're waiting for a green light, so to speak. Yeah, and finally, did this tension only affect Boku Central or other communities have been affected? No, all other communities are, are smoothly registering people. It's only Boko community that we have a little hiccup, but it's been resolved and we are waiting for a signal from Accra. Thank you for your time this afternoon. That's Upper East Regional Director of the EC, William Obeng Adakwa, giving us updates of the limited voters registration in Boku Central, which was suspended. Still to come, growing debt of the National Identification Authority threatens the continuous registration of Ghanaians for the Ghana card. The government of Ghana owes IMS. At least some How 80 million would, would still be in, in debt in, in USD. There is quite a bit of money for government to pay. And as the Electoral Commission prepares for the mass registration of voters ahead of the 2024 general elections, the NIA says its data is ready for use. You want to stay for details of these and more.
budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. Thank you for staying here on the Midday News. It's now time for sports and Mubarak has the latest. Yes, Benis. Uh, George Free has not turned his attention to the Court of Arbitration for Sports to seek redress following his disqualification to contest for the GFA presidency. The appeals committee rejected the Free's appeal after he was initially disqualified by the elections committee for failure to provide the required number of members to support his candidacy. His reinstatement depends on the verdict of Cass, but at the moment, the incumbent president, Ketu Kreku, is set to run unopposed in the upcoming elections. Thank you for the update, Mubarak. Now, growing debt of the National Identification Authority, NIA, is threatening the continuous registration of Ghanaians and non-citizens for the Ghana card. In February this year, some partners of the NIA, including Identity Management Systems, locked up more than 3.5 million stocks of cards of unpaid debt. A payment of 100 million CDs by the Finance Minister led to the release of the cards. But John News is learning of the accumulation of of debt plus interest in the last six months, and this is threatening the registration exercise. Executive Secretary of the Authority, Professor Ken Ajimana Tefa, confirms this to join you. The government of Ghana owes IMS. How much is Oh, I think even, because even the last time hundred million that, was released, at least some How eighty million would would still be in in debt, and I, I mean um, um, in in USD. You know, so so there is quite a bit of money for government to pay. I, I hadn't adverted my mind to the specific. So as of March, when that hundred million CDs was released, after that, there was still about ninety. Oh, there was still about ninety, and then there have been um, um, what is, when you fail to pay. What's the term? I've forgotten. There, there, there's been a few, um, a couple of months more added. Yeah. Where arrears? Thank you. While well, the Electoral Commission is hoping to undertake a mass registration of voters next year ahead of the 2024 general elections, a proposed CI to regulate that exercise is seeking to rely only on the Ghana card as the sole means of identification. Professor Atefa says the NIA has reliable data to help the EC conduct a credible exercise. With a click of a button, mm -hmm. NIA can give that data to EC. That one, there's no debate. Mm -hmm. the, the, the technical systems or arrangements or mechanisms that have to be put in place, we are all agreed on them. That's not a problem. That's why we've been able to do with SNET and EC, I mean, uh, D, uh, NHIA and GRA and controller and a whole lot of institutions. Mm -hmm. That there's no problem at all. As a stance now, is the EC willing to get the EC wants it? The EC, okay. that's why it went to parliament. Okay. It wants to use NI's data. That's Executive Secretary of the NIA, Professor Kenneth Ajamanatefa, speaking to MFA Apau there. 
Now, Professor of Finance at the University of Ghana, Professor Godfred Bopping, has lashed out at government over its reluctance to cut down on expenditure, even in the face of severe economic crisis. The conversation has come up again after the finance ministry extended invitation to bondholders who did not partake in the previous DDEP to submit their bonds by Friday for another round of restructuring. Government is targeting a total of 12.9 billion cities in this restructuring window. Speaking on PM Express last night, Professor Akbopping expressed concerned, concern over government's bloated expenditure. You know, government is still spending as though there is no debt crisis. Okay. Government is still living a lifestyle that suggests that it's a harvest time. Uh, if you look at our approach towards our elections and all of that, it tells you that really, uh, you know, this, this approach of royals versus subjects, subjects being creditors can be treated anyhow, any way, and all of that, I think it's not good for nation building. It's not good for, for building your own uh, financial markets. And and because, you see, if you look at the approach government is adopting, I mean, clearly, I mean, there's very less value actually placed on, 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 on consultation and recognizing creditors as important stakeholders in all of this. And Professor of Finance, Professor Gottfried Bokping there. Now, instead of bowing to the pressure of layoffs and uncertainty during COVID, Davis Kobo made a compassionate choice. He decided to stand by his workers, holding on to hope and teamwork as they navigated the storm together. Through innovative strategies and a strong sense of unity, they emerged from the crisis stronger. The following report delves into the hope story of Mr. Kobo. In the agribusiness sector, Davis Kobo is a name synonymous with exporting quality produce, including mangoes, rice, and yams to the UK, the US, various European nations, and more recently, Russia. He was the national best farmer in 2009 and has won several other accolades in his field. Uh, Agri is a business. You don't. You don't just produce to feed the society, it's demand-driven. You go out to look and know what is that the market is looking for and strike a deal. Davis is one of 22 children. Born to a prominent chief in Somania in the eastern region, he developed the wit and grit for entrepreneurship at an early age. So you see the centralizers run about, the one at the uh, North Kanishi, yes, the Audemars Cemetery. Mm-hmm. You, if you enter, all the pillars over the, the terrible pillars I did it. Because at that time, we needed money. Work was running smoothly until the COVID-19 pandemic struck, bringing with it unprecedented challenges. Davis found himself at the crossroads. He had to choose between laying off his dedicated workers or finding other ways to keep the business afloat. When disaster struck, our mind also struck, eventually shattered. I'm not sure anybody can walk and carry uh, produce to uh, <laughs> Europe or the UK. But here's where Davis stood apart, full of empathy and a commitment to his team. He made a courageous decision. Instead of layoffs, Davis chose to sacrifice and stand by his workers, even though his business teethered on the brink of a shutdown. The- 
Mami Asinyamiche Thompson with today's edition of our Stories of Hope. And before we go, MC for Techiman Benjamin Yao Jaco has revealed the Assembly is set to introduce a pay-as-you-dump policy at various dumping sites. He indicates this will help raise the needed revenue to solve the municipality's age-long sanitation challenge. He made this known during an evacuation exercise conducted by the local government ministry and Zoom Lion to sanitize the country of filth. Anasabit has more. 